0: Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that here's Heaney from the Boundary line, he's an expert at these. From the Boundary line!
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary podcast, I'm your host Pez, I'm here with Source. we're here for BTB, as usual, Sauce here, Thursday night now, because there's no Thursday night footy for the rest of the home and away season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so funny, early in the year I was sitting there going, geez, why why are they not doing Thursday Night Footy but with how flat Chad I am at the moment? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I,
1: I hadn't spoken to you much this week and I wasn't sure uh, if you'd done much. I had a, had a look before uh, at this round and the, the bet slip isn't going to be uh, too full at the moment. Uh, I will give the listeners out there a heads up because uh, not a lot uh, that I seem
0: to like out there this week, source probably not in terms of actual bets you're going to lock down. There's still trends I think that you can take a um, take advantage of as a punter, especially in the, some of the player props. But you know you're getting down to this season at the end of the season, and you look at the bottom sort of six teams. A lot of their seasons are done, so they're looking to to put the queue in the rack. They're looking at trialling players for next year. You look at some of the finals teams coming up against uh, other finals teams. They're again putting the cues in the rack. Probably not giving too much away if they you know you look at Collingwood and Port Adelaide this week and. You know, do they go at a gun and hoe and they try and um, you know get, get advantage in the regular season because that doesn't really matter so it's a, it makes it quite challenging going into the last couple of rounds uh, right before finals.
1: Yeah and there's a, there are a few things that have happened uh, throughout the week and last round as well, there are a, a couple of ripping games, there are a few close games, Sydney got over the line against the Bulldogs to keep their season alive and the, the Bulldogs had an opportunity to, to finish the night at least in the top four, they wouldn't have stayed there for the whole round but they had a really big opportunity let slip, and that's what the doggies have seemed to do this year. And uh, Sydney, uh, they're they're a bit a bit
0: outside, but they've uh, they've given themselves a, a fighting chance. Have given themselves a fighting chance. They would need to win basically all six games to 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 give themselves uh, a shot. Uh, I bet you they're kicking themselves. Uh literally kicking themselves, uh, the Geelong game as well as the Richmond game that they let slip away. There's there's eight points, or sorry, six points that they went uh, begging. The Richmond game, they should have taken care of the the, the Tigers, and we know what happened in that Geelong game. Jeez.
1: Yeah, they, <laughs> they, and things happen throughout a year, and you look back at it later on, And uh, but at least they're doing a Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance uh, <laughs> <it's> still alive <laughs> a, as we go. Then the next game was probably one of the most r- miraculous games and finishes that I've seen because uh, I've never been more confident that a team was actually going to go away with the win. Uh, and we'll talk about it in the bet review because I had a couple of, uh, couple of things go in that game. But Brisbane ended up losing this game by a point. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was about seven minutes to go. They're up by more than 20 points. It was just an unlosable position. They turned defensive they changed the game style and uh,
0: Melbourne just went bang 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 bang. Yeah, they they just panicked, There's And I, I like what you said about that uh, turn defensive. It's, it's quite it's quite interesting to see a team that's you know we, that's meant to have some premiership caliber to be able to not be able to ice out a game. That's a, that's a skill set that Collingwood we've seen in the last two years have been able to ice out games, and obviously they've come back from you know the dead in a couple of those situations. But when you're up by three goals, not long to go, icing the game, getting possession, but. They just Melbourne just dominated that midfield. They put Petrarca back in that mid, and he just absolutely dominated. They found something from uh, Melcham to be able to get a couple of goals. Nice little celebration there. But he, he's kept his
1: career alive because the last two weeks he's been amazing as a small forward, Melcham, and probably only got the opportunity because of the injuries uh, and especially Bailey Fritch out at Melbourne. So uh, he's
0: found he's cemented himself a spot in that team going into finals. He really has, and it's you know from a punting point of view, Pez for that those two games that you just mentioned. In a, a capping competition that I had, I had uh, Brisbane as my sure pick at the plus three and a half, and I had the Western Bulldogs as a sure pick at the plus two and a half, and uh, I won both of those, but got both my tips wrong and both my bets wrong because because <laughs> I tipped them to to outright win the Dogs and the the Lions. Yeah, but speak, that's football. Speaking about tipping and competitions, I've oh, been I, me. I've been me. on top yep. <laughs> in
1: every nearly every competition I'm in, going through eighteen rounds. And Thursday night, I'm thinking, sweet, I'm, I'm going to get the doggies tip. It's a good one because it's good most one to yep. tip Sydney. Lose like ah oh, shit. So check who's tipped what. Brisbane, Melbourne kicked the first four goals. Ah oh, shit. Brisbane come up and you know Brisbane look like they're going to win by forty plus at one stage Dominated like, the game for three quarters. I'm like yep, all right. And then Melbourne go and kick four goals uh, to to lead there. I would lose two tips. But the other person or yeah, people they that are second, to. they gain two, so it's a four-point swing. And uh, this late in the season, it's it's not great for all those over cops. Red Rover.
0: But uh, speaking of all over, I mean, uh, probably the, one of the biggest surprises has been uh, Carlton the last last three weeks uh, the last four weeks. You know, the last four, four weeks they've won four in a row by fifty-plus pairs. And do you know the last team to, to do that to win four games in a row by fifty-plus? Oh,
1: you're asking the question, so probably the July. Oh, seven 7
0: Cats. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, and uh, you know, is, is a premiership in, in line for, for the Blues? Are they finally coming, Pez? Again, you know, they're playing West Coast this week. Surely that's another 50-point win, so... Well, they are coming
1: because they were down, what, 15th, 14th on the ladder, and now they're up to 10th. So <laughs> they're, they're continuing to go. They play West Coast, so they'll lock in the four points there. The Bombers play the Dogs, so uh, you'd say, Carlton, uh, if they beat West Coast, they're going to be on top of either Essendon or the Western Bulldogs who both at stages of this
0: year have been, you know, touted as finals bound. Isn't it funny that um, you know, they could almost drop out, uh, the, you know, the Dogs or, or Essendon after this week after having such a, you know, the Dogs being a team that has been – had top four aspirations and they're a team that well, – what's going on there, Pez? You've got little bugs <laughs> bugs flying around. What's that? Sorry to podcast listeners there. We had to cut a little bit short while uh, Pez, in, you know, got all the <laughs> – All the cleaning supplies and all the bug spray and... uh, I didn't move. (laughs) Debugged his house. That's all it is. It's all the other podcasts and tipsters trying to bug our podcast to get the tips early, but uh, no luck so far, Pez. I don't know what's going on, but um, let's let's get back to uh,
1: the crux of things. And just looking at the ladder there, I've just made a a couple of things. Carlton and Richmond sit on 34 points, and everyone would say that they've had a really poor season. You look at uh, Essendon, Western Bulldogs people would say they've had a decent season and they Saints. sit on 36 points where, where Saints, you know, uh, had a really good start. And now they're tumbling down where they where they probably belong. So uh, they'll they'll miss out as well. But uh, you've got interesting, interesting things happening and uh, we, we're going to get into round 19. But before we do, uh, we had a, a big round 18 of bets.
0: It's no official review. Lost,
1: as well. All right, let me let me get onto this one because this is what I want to speak about now. When you've got the uh, the sports bet special, where you've got two legs, and if you lose, you get a bonus bet back. Uh, one of the reasons why we try and take advantage of most of them sources because if we lose for whatever reason, it's just a unit or two units or whatever it is, and then you've got a chance to win it back. And depending on what strategy you use, it can work into your advantage. So what happened with me is he had Bulldogs 1-39 to and Bulldogs plus 3.5 at three-quarter time. They won that first leg, which means I had an opportunity late in the game to hedge and I didn't do it, but I could have jumped on Sydney at 310, sitting there on the phone uh, ready to call up and didn't do it. Didn't pay off in the end because ended up losing. I thought the doggies would have held on, so I lost it. Got the bonus bet, and I put the bonus bet on Jack Sinclair, most disposals group one, which lost. He had a he had a shocker of a game uh, in the in the Gold Coast game, so no good. But heading to the next game, we got Melbourne versus Brisbane. Had the over 137.5, which was uh, going through easily, and then had Brisbane 1 to 39. I was getting really really nervous when Brisbane got 28 points up. Uh, in, in the game and then Melbourne kicked a goal and I've jumped on Brisbane live minus 22 and a half. Now, this was kind of like a a, a hedging bet so I wouldn't lose a lot. So I had two units on, I put 1.2 units out just to just to win some back and to try and provide myself a middle of 17 points. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't work out because Melbourne <laughs> actually ended up winning and that is actually the first time ever in my punting career source that I have not only... Missed the hedge, because I've missed the hedge before, but not one one of the bets. Because usually when you hedge, you're guaranteeing that you, you win one of the bets. And that's how sure I was that Brisbane were going to win this game, either over 23 or in the 1 to 39 margins. So it didn't work out. But in hindsight, it worked out in the end, because I had most disposals group two Jack Crisp, who was able to get that done by one or two disposals at $6.25 get. So uh, in in hindsight, it was better for me that Melbourne ended up winning. Uh, but on the night, it didn't feel too good.
0: Yeah, well, that was pretty much my round, pairs with bonus <laughs> bets. So I had uh, four bonus bets out from the f- first two bets, as we sort of spoke about, that losing, and uh, all four of those did not salute and... Uh a little bit disappointing, but uh, not unexpected. So, the the Pendle the Collingwood game, I want to talk to a little bit. I had a huge um um multi going out there with Clark over twenty and a half, uh, Johnson over seventeen and a half, and let down by Pendlebury uh, being subbed out late in that game and sort of really really put um, put sort of the cue in the rack with that one. Bit disappointed with that one. Ollie Henry three goals. Plus, uh, plus three goals. Um, I want to talk to Essendon about this. Last time uh, Geelong played Essendon, Thatcher got absolutely destroyed by Hawkins, and Essendon again persevered with this. And again, what happened? Absolutely destroyed by Hawkins, which you took advantage of with three oh, goals. That's why I spoke about it last week because I I, I thought. Surely, what else are they going to do? I mean, that's what I was really surprised at. I didn't think that they would be you know dumb enough really to go with that same matchup again. The last four or five times that they've played, you know, he's absolutely piled on. He could have had another eight. Could have easily um, And only Henry A bit disappointing He did have three look, three looks At goal uh, You know A, a goal a, a point Rushed behind And, and then also a, a missed shot From goal He's, so he's done this to you Before he as has well He's plus just three Unreliable goals. Yeah, un, Unreliable But, but uh, he, Tell you what though, he, he, Anytime he gets the ball He is looking for a He doesn't like Giving it off But then I am, um, uh, You know uh, The only bet That actually paid off For me was the Gold Coast Versus St Kilda I was very confident In Flanders To get 20 or more He's oh, absolutely it it. Killing his role At the moment The the Gold Coast money line with a new coach and well uh, not new coach but the the interim and uh, took Miller twenty plus on his uh, second game back yeah easy money I still don't understand that one so the only salute for me was two thirty seven wins, so two units for me but uh, a bit of a loss for the round but uh, uh, crippled by bonus bets there Pez yeah and you
1: you split a bonus bet as well on the young Cooper Harvey which a, a lot of people uh, ended up being on which is uh, which was really disappointing that he didn't get a look in because you know Hawthorne just dominated that game.
0: They, they did dominate that game. Uh, you know, North Melbourne could have get their hands on it coming out of the midfield. He had a couple of uh, sort of opportunities where he got near the pill, but, you know, that's what that's what happens when you you put your money where with the second-game second, second player. Like, you know, you're expecting some inconsistencies, and, well, North Melbourne, one of the, the worst sides in the league, you can't expect them to, to go forward too often either. Yep.
1: Yeah, you already spoke to mine. Hawkins, three goals, 225. I didn't love the odds at uh, 225. I think it was 230 when I spoke about it uh, last week, but it jumped on at a little bit less because... Uh yeah, 225 isn't great odds for a player to kick three, but when you're playing against Essendon, uh, it's not too bad. Now, this one I was confident in. I had two units on this one. source, Adelaide versus GWS, over 170.5. And you'd be surprised because this was actually on track. It, w- it was on track to go over. And in that second quarter, just the way Adelaide were moving the ball... I didn't like it. I didn't want to risk my, my two units in that game on that night. Oh, I was kind of done. So I, I called up live, went on bet 365, $1.87 for two units of under 182.5. I didn't leave myself a big middle, but it was just to to get some get some money back there and not lose those two units. So uh, the under went, ended up happening by a lot. Uh, I got 1.74. So I actually lost 0.26 units on the game uh, because I made the wrong call. But because I was able to live hedge, I, I didn't lose as, as much as I would have. So for the round, uh, I actually profited 7.29 <laughs> units, which we love to see, uh, ROI sitting near 80%. And for the season, 18 rounds through, 25 units up. Uh, and then you as, as well, you've got your 45 units up uh, for the year source, which takes us to over 70 units, which we've got a bit of work to do because last season after the grand final, we we're up 120
0: units in 2022. So we've got 50 units to go in not long. 50 units to go, and what's that, about six rounds left, and then and four then finals. finals, so ten. If we do two around, Pez, we're there. We both average two units around, up by that, we're, we're around, have another big one like you just had, and uh, we'll be absolutely laughing, but uh, I don't know if it'll be this round, Pez, because as we've alluded to, there is uh, not a lot of great odds, and, and this, t- this point of the year, the bookies have really crunched a lot of those three or four goals, they've identified a lot of trends with uh, disposal, so... Yeah, and I'm sure we'll speak to it. you got to pick your spots really carefully, uh,
1: and here's the bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets
0: was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I
1: was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Max. Do, do you want some as well or not?
0: Straight into the specials for round 19. takes a special and goes bang. Yeah,
1: no Thursday night footy, which means Sportsbet only have the special, the second chance multi for the Friday night game, which we will probably both be on. Uh, blue bet 12 points up at halftime, pays out early. Uh, actually, in, in that game, I, I did notice Adelaide versus GWS last week's Source are laid up by 17 at halftime, so it would have paid out head-to-head, even though they're only $1.30-odd. Uh, but GWS ended up winning, so both teams head-to-head would have been paid out uh, on blue bet there. Uh, what else have we got? Tab. Now, Tab have gone to the, I guess, the last quarter of the season because they've gone, you know what? Stuff yours. Four plus leg same game multi now. Mm-hmm. all games no three plus legs anymore for tab so they'll get people used to it it's it's become a you know a common thing for us round after round and now they've taken it away ladbrokes have the three plus legs same game multi still but only one per day so you'll probably have to go to lads over over tab to get the three plus legs and uh ned's f- 12 up half time friday night
0: early payout if you like the dogs or you like uh like the dons yeah, well, let's get straight into the, that game there, Pez. Seventh versus seventh versus eight. This should be an absolute cracker. It'll be packed out, Marvel Stadium. Essendon taking on Western Bulldogs. Two twenty outsiders. The Bombers, $1.65 favorites of the Dogs. Minus six and a half is the line. Over under one seventy-one and a half, Pez. Both of these teams, uh, we we haven't rated highly. Um, Essendon have been probably the surprise package this year, jumping up last year from from that eleventh or twelfth finish, and the Dogs, you know, just doing what the Dogs do, just sort of handballing the ball around staying a little bit relevant, um, winning the games they're meant to and then struggling in those big contests. So I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about this one.
1: Yeah, it is uh, it is interesting when you when you speak about the Bombers in their year in 2023. I want to speak a little bit about their supporters because Collingwood supporters, it, it doesn't matter win, lose or draw. They're winning at the moment, but it doesn't matter. You're going to hear their voice throughout the week no matter what. Carlton supporters, a little bit quieter than Collingwood supporters, but, you know, you still hear them. They've got passion when they're losing. They're up and about when they're winning. Essendon supporters, you hear about them when they beat Adelaide at, at Marvel, up and about, going to win the premiership. And then last week, they go down to, Ge- to Geelong, lose by, what, 70, 80 points, whatever it was. Should have been a lot more. And crickets. Mm. You're not hearing anything from them online, on socials, so... Uh, very disappointed with the Bombers faithful because they're only there for one reason and we haven't heard from, from them for about 20 years. So uh, get your act together, Bombers fans, and
0: uh, get get your tweets happening again. So, I'm glad so I asked you about what your thoughts <laughs> are about the game, not bloody the, the supporters, but uh, well, you, it's th- it's th- got if there said. are any Essendon supporters listening, they'll, they'll be interested to hear how they can fare against the Dogs bears Yeah, uh, and it's up in the air here. The,
1: this game was actually much closer. Early on And punters have jumped All over the Bulldogs Who have shortened uh, Drastically So you, You'd think it's a 50-50 coin toss uh, At stages yeah. it, It'll be really Open game Because the doggies Like to, to run it Through that middle And and enter 50 You know Coming from the from the Wings And Essendon We know they don't Tackle in the midfield And we know they just Try and run the other way And, and get that ball forward So I think it might be Pretty high scoring I've, I've just put a, a Super cheeky one Out here So Cheeky! I found the button and was able to press it. You were pretty good on that one, the quick draw. And this is uh, this is one of the first times we've uh, you know bought out the cheeky. It's it's rare these days, but I've gone a I've gone a nine legger here, sauce a nine legger same game multi. So On when you Friday said that you night. had one of my players in <laughs> your ability is because you've got no other players left, is that right? <laughs> that that's right. I just <laughs> I just
0: chucked everything that I think you know could hit, might hit. I mean, so I'm interested to hear your theory about this after you go through it. But the nine legs, tell me about tell me about the nine legs uh, as quick as you can because we we've only got a short podcast. Based.
1: Yeah, well, a nine leg same game multi is probably one of the worst bets you can ever make any, any any multis uh without promos but this is a a promo you only have to have two legs and if it loses you get definitely get a bonus bet back so i'm banking on trying to hit be, be lucky here and if i'm not it well, doesn't matter I'll, I'll get the bonus bet and if i lose that then then i lose the one unit and you know one unit 25 up for the year I'll, i'm gonna risk that for the friday night for the free hit so here here are my legs 20 disposals zach Merritt, 20 disposals tom Libertore. Jordan Ridley to get 15. Ed Richards to get 15. Over 179.5. So I've picked my own line. I've bumped it up because I think it'll be really high scoring. So that's $2.30 by itself. Bulldogs to win minus six and a half. Jake Stringer to kick two plus goals. Cody Waitman to kick two plus goals. Jamara Ugo-Hagan to kick two plus goals. There you
0: have it. Nice. And what odds? 19 $19. One unit on that one, $19. It's a bit of an interesting uh, play at this one because normally we've been going just the two legs and you know and trying to hit the guaranteed, the two bucks, the double up. But you're going, well, I've got a free hit. I might as well just go hard. You're treating it like a bonus bet.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, following this or, or going on this all the time. But uh, I'm just have literally having a punt because I, I was struggling today to, to find something. I know that I've got that safety net of the bonus bet to try and hit something back and add odds as well. So... I've got two shots here and this is my first shot I'm taking.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it uh, on that, that sort of theory, Pez. I'm not a big fan of uh, large-legged uh, multis and I have this uh, <laughs> discussion quite often with people who, you know, don't. why would you try and, you know, get a, a massive multi and if one leg fails, because that's what always happens, one leg fails. Why not just shorten the odds and, and put a bigger stake on it and get more money returned? But you know, I would it, say the same thing. Yeah. But <laughs> so I'm, I'm just interested to hear you flip and then. We're having a bit of fun with it. The podcast is obviously up and about, 70 units, so we'll, we'll take that in. Um, oh, I was interested in this game because it's a coin flip I like what you said there and I think the bookies have really jumped all over the dogs 220 I don't mind Essendon there and the plus 6.5 I don't mind either oh well too bad they're dead to yeah? you yeah we're exactly right so I can't bet on them there the dogs everyone knows my theory the dogs are extremely overrated so I went to my notes and the, the two bits of uh, information that my notes said is that uh, the Western Bulldogs give up a lot of the pill to uh, to Backman and we saw that last week with Melbourne uh, and generally they're the sort of players that you target against them and then if Essendon it's char- you know targeting the, the big body midfield. So I've just gone a three-league same-game multi. Dyson Heppel to get 20. The last nine games he's done that, so th- that should be pretty easy for him. He's sitting at pretty decent odds because, as I said, the bookies think that uh, the dogs will have this one in the bag. So if that is the case and that does sort of come into fruition, the ball's going to be going down that way anyway. I've got uh, uh, Jordan Ridley to get 20 or more. Now, he's, he's where my value has bumped up a little bit. I've got him for 20 or more, um, and, you know, the last four or five weeks he's only averaged that twice. But if you look back through the season, the teams that my notes say that against the the, the – they give away to the Backman, Carlton, Richmond, Fremantle. He's all gone over 20 and he's gone big. So I'm hoping that that sort of role will, will fit into him – very nicely, and I've just gone the Bont twenty five or more. He's in absolute ripping form. He is a good shot for the brown low. I like those odds pairs. Uh, it's it's sorry, I haven't told you the odds, but I, but I do definitely like them. I've got uh, two units on it at three dollars ten. So uh, just going for for lots and lots of possessions in this one. <laughs> yep. So you've bumped up a couple of players.
1: Like I've got Ridley fifteen. You've got him twenty, but you've only got the three legs, and you only have to cheer for that. I'm probably not even going to look at my same game multi tracker for the I was gonna night. Say that'll be a hard one to manage. Nah, it's it's
0: not even worth it. it so just. It, Throw it out there and, and see how we go You know how you're watching it and you've got three players in there And they get that nice little chain I doubt yeah. there's going to be a six man chain no. <laughs> to a goal <laughs> But uh, yeah. I like your uh, Eugle Hagen play in that one Pez I did have in my notes uh, Big forwards against uh, Essendon Specifically if you looked at um, You watched the game closely last week with uh, Hawkins his leading patterns And he got a lot of them out front on the lead Thatcher probably will match up on Eugle Hagen And he'll, he's a better leader Well not a better leader But he he's a lot more agile than than Big Hawk he's and got good hands uh, He's got good hands, so he he, he just exe- needs a kick strike. Expect him to get in a lot of it, but the odds is out there for him to get two or three are not great. You can get six bucks for him to get four, but in five bucks for Norton to get four, that's probably the only bit of value. Otherwise, it sits about what the two twenty. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, it's a, a dollar sixty for, yeah, $60 dollar for 60. two, and then two thirty for three. So he was um, in my multi first as the two plus leg two goals, and then I thought it's Essendon, Chuck Waitman in there, and then I got to the end, and I'm like. It was nine dollars fifty. I'm gonna boost it up. If it's gonna be really high scoring, Essendon have to score. It's gonna go two meter Peter, who's only like a dollar thirty for two. Jake Stringer, two bucks for two goals. Put him in there. He'll have a couple of pings from Fugazi. You look out down and you're like, "Oh shit!" See how we go. yeah. <laughs> and we'll
0: throw it in there. A bit of fun and uh, see how we go. All right, let's speaking of uh, see how we go. Let's see how the Hawks can take on the Tigers. Richmond taking on Hawthorne. A dollar thirty six favorites are the Tigers. Three dollars six outsiders the Hawks. Minus seventeen and a half is in line. Over under one sixty five and a half. at the start of the year, we had Richmond. I think both of us in the top eight, and uh, they win this game and they can actually bounce into the top eight for for the first time. They probably won't finish the the, the rounds in the top eight but uh it, this looks like a, a good spot for them and they've been in a lot better form the last couple of weeks yeah richmond uh have definitely cost themselves this season
1: they've, they've had injuries uh sports actually just i uh, saw did a justice refund on tom lynch did he play this season for the coleman he played a couple of games early and uh he, they're really missing him as a big key forward jack Rewald looks uh looks really tired uh out there at the moment. They did their number on uh, West Coast last week. They are travelling back from Western Australia, so that always ends up taking a toll. And Hawthorne at the MCG, uh, like a month ago, I probably would have gone, hey, this plus 18.5 line for Hawthorne's looking really good. Last week they had a bit of a training run against North Melbourne uh, under the roof, but I I would lean probably towards Hawthorne plus here. I I think uh, Richmond need to win for finals, but still... It might be a bit of a trap. Like, are you really going to go Tigers to win nineteen plus and and think that that's value? Uh, so, lean towards Hawthorne plus plus eighteen and a dollar ninety is the the best I found at Ladbrokes. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm just going to stay away from there.
0: Yeah, I'd just be playing the possessions in this one. Uh, you know, you, you, with the last couple of weeks it has been well documented on this podcast as well as all over Twitter and other podcasts that Hawthorne, they are much improved. They get a lot of the, the appeal despite them not winning as many games as, you know, probably Hawthorne fans have like. So look for, for Day and Warple, Connor Nash, uh, Jai Newcomb, uh, who's the other bloke, the Sicily as well, a lot of those bikes to get a lot of the pill. Um, the other the other real deficit that we've seen heaps and uh, the only two teams that haven't been able to score massive goals against Hawthorne have been North Melbourne and North Melbourne. So <laughs> both of them, uh, no, no players got more than uh, two scoring shots last week for North Melbourne and the first time they played, same again, three scoring shots. Look for re-roll. Re to a lot of very good value for three goals at $2.70 considering that every other team gives away four goals. Uh, for him to get four, four goals, Goals you want to have a little bit of a punt with a bonus bet five seventy five no value with two at a dollar fifty five but three and five that's where the value is I'll hope um, hopefully win my multi on Friday night but if not I'll probably be uh, guiding uh, there against the Hawks uh, probably looking at the three goals and possibly the four but looking for that disposal market but at the moment just waiting to see what the way the teams go uh, you know see what the what, what's going on in terms of the the ins and outs obviously but then also seeing uh, what specials are coming in because it's still early days and uh. I like the odds on Ned's and Lads, but I uh, haven't seen any of their sort of the, the same game multi-cover thing. I haven't seen that advertised. Just just the Lads one per day. Yeah, so and I'm and I'm not a big fan of Lads, so <laughs> I will uh, waive that one. But if you know if you put all of those together, in you get odds of about two dollars forty. Just those three main um, d- d- disposal getters, Nash. Day and Warple, so I'll be using that to anchor some of my multis, but uh, yeah, big no game. official
1: bet for me. Big game in the 11th versus 16th, but it is a big game to, to see how they'll play at the end of the season, because if Richmond lose this, season nearly done, and then, you know, what do they do with the caretaker coach? They play the kids, they rest a couple of older players, it makes punting a little bit harder coming into the latter end of the season.
0: Definitely. Speaking about making things harder, West Coast getting a lot of their players back, and uh, the line has shortened by four points. Now it's only plus fifty six and a half, Beautiful. where it's been sitting at plus oh so minus sixty for most of the year. Carlton dollar four absolute guarantee. The Blue Baggers, their famous last words, aren't they? Uh, ten and a half, so ten dollars fifty outside of the Eagles minus fifty six and a half is the line over under one seventy four and a half. Pairs, Carlton make it six in the trot over fifty points. Well, oh, they should. They,
1: they definitely should. They beat him by 108 over there uh, earlier in the year, and then different uh, teams playing. Then went on a bad try. Very different team. Chera out injured. Mackay uh, injured his knee, and you've got sorry, uh, Boyd is suspended, but Cripps as well injured. So uh, a couple of big uh, spots in the midfield. Ed Kerno comes back in to try and uh, try and save that career. Cowan Hollands so. Uh, Carlton, they should run over the top of them Uh, Kerno will be the focal point as well, so McGovern is out injured, so who really goes to him, do they double team him, he kicked nine against them last time Uh, or will there be opportunities for some small forwards to to come over there, like Fogarty maybe, uh, to play up forward a little bit and and snag a few, I've just gone uh, Carlton at the over team line now remember two months ago the, the team line, when it was uh, just over 100 points, 102, 103, 104. It's been creeping up and up and up. So I've just gone Carlton to score over 115.5 points at a dollar uh on lads. Just a single.
0: Okay, just a single. Uh, I'd just be looking for any of the Carlton goal scorers. Uh, I think, the, as you said, the, the focal point is going to be the, the big man there and see how that forward line works with just one of the spearheads. Looking for any of those sort of uh, outside goal scorers, you know, maybe Jack Martin for two or more. He looked good last week. Jesse Motlop. Two or more, two dollars three. Sorry, Jack Martin was two thirty. Uh, maybe even Sylvania, the dollar the fifty three. There, that's pretty good odds for two or more, and something you expect the, the ball to be down there a lot and frequent. And uh, Carlton really need to build that percentage up too. So that fifty six and a half looks enticing, but you know, you never know. It's Carlton. You <laughs> wouldn't be picking them at minus fifty in the last four weeks. I'm not too tempted with against West Coast, and obviously a much improved West Coast as well with uh, that lineup.
1: Uh, yeah, the. You know, I guess percentage a little bit less important for the, for the Blues after drawing earlier in the year so they're against uh, Geelong and Richmond who they, they're beating Richmond by 12% at the moment so if they can catch Geelong and, and jump up 15%
0: it'd be a be a real bonus Percentage is always good Pez Don't, don't There's no need for you To chime in there Alright So just <laughs> settle down Alright speaking of An important game Brisbane taking on Geelong Surprisingly I looked At this latter Pez And it's third Versus fifth I was, I was a little bit Shocked in uh, Geelong's Recent jump up there And I know they've Been playing good football But I didn't realise That they jumped up to Fifth I was pretty content With the premiership Last year And just You in the rack and Just uh, enjoying uh, that one But uh, hey, A
1: lot of a lot of results Have been going The cat's way really They definitely have yeah, yeah, St Kilda Have just subsided The, the doggies are you know, lost a few. They shouldn't know of Essendon have just performed as Essendon do, and the Giants have been able to get a few sculps and and come up to that range. So Geelong, they they'd be eyeing off uh, uh, Melbourne. They would have it would have been handy for the Cats if Brisbane had have, uh, held on to that because they they sit a game and a half behind Melbourne but they can catch up a little bit to the Lions this week if they can get over the line. Yeah, I
0: think top four is gone for, for the Cats. Geelong, uh, sorry, Brisbane and Melbourne, both not playing teams uh, in the top eight with their last remaining six games. Takeaway, obviously, Brisbane taking on Geelong. Port Adelaide's probably the only the only team that they could possibly catch, have a quite a difficult run home, but... They're they're, they're way clear, they're five games uh, clear So top four gone for them But a home final in Victoria for for the Cats Is what they'll be uh, eyeing off uh, at the end of the season But let's get into this game Yeah, Zach Bailey's out injured in this one So that's big, you not say the odds yet I haven't said the odds yet. But <laughs> thanks, well, thanks for cutting me off. Dollar forty-six <laughs> favourites are the Lions. Two sixty-five outsiders, the cats. Minus thirteen and a half is the line over under one seventy-seven and a half. Hey, tell me about uh the ins and outs, Pez. Hey, podcast <laughs> secrets. Pez never listens to source when he goes yeah, through the odds,
1: uh, so I never know when you actually. What do done I do it, it then? <laughs> for the listeners out there. Uh Zach Bailey out injured, so he's a big loss for Huge. the for them. Jared Lyons omitted because Dunkley is back in. So so Dunkley has taken that spot. Jared Lyons still, still a decent footballer. Uh, when still he still gets play. a lot of it, doesn't he? he he'd be in the uh, top twenty-two or the starting twenty-two of uh, most clubs out there, I would imagine. And he's been omitted here. Kalamachi coming wouldn't, in be in as well.
0: wouldn't be in Gold Coast. Wouldn't be Gold Coast. No, not at all. <laughs> Gold Coast get
1: rid of their best players. <laughs> um, so I'm really torn on this one because uh, Argelong really going to go up and and get get a hold of this. I think Hawkins and. Cameron against the Lions' defense will have to have a big say here. I don't know if Geelong are deep enough in the midfield. I'd I'd go Geelongs, uh, sorry Brisbane's midfield to to get on top here. And it's just can Brisbane kick straight and can their forward line function in a way, uh, especially without Zach Bailey, who does create a few opportunities. So they're probably too short for me to to back at a dollar forty six. I wouldn't be backing the Cats at, at two sixty five either. So this is a really sit and watch interest game. I would have loved it if it was tonight, source on the Thursday night. But you've got the Matildas playing the soccer. You've got a couple of other things going on. And they put it on the twilight on Saturday. So Saturday afternoon is set in front of the TV to watch this one.
0: And uh, Australia, of course, in that one, up 1-0 in the the 80th minute. uh, Stephanie Catley. You know, taking the—I the, don't know who that is, but I, I probably butchered her name. But you know, that's a nice little uh, start to the, the women's teams uh, campaign. Help Sam Kerr because she's you know out for the first two games, so very, very, ups- good. very upset on the sidelines. Yep, a lot of emotion. Um, I, I'm. Obviously, everyone knows I'm a Geelong fan, but I haven't been uh, sold on them all year. I've been sort of sitting there and watching them play, but they've hit some form the last couple of weeks. The Essendon win, I expected um, Essendon to to be more competitive for that, and Geelong looked absolutely in full flight. Tommy Atkins in the middle, he's absolutely taken the spot... um, I'm not of Joel Selwood, but he's really playing that big, bustling midfield. He's tackling, he's applying pressure. Their forward line is absolutely flying. Tomahawk looks a lot looser. I thought he was maybe carrying an injury there. He was making some decent sort of leads. And Holmes has taken a big oh, step. But, but exactly right. They're, they're, you know, they're game back to that form. And what I liked is recently I was listening to Scott's press conference, and he's normally uh, quite sort of, uh, you know, protective of his team and all this. And he, he sort of made it alluded to that, we were, we knew exactly what we were doing and we were you know we're coming into form at the right time which which is an interesting uh, move and it's an interesting statement that a lot of coaches make but something that I haven't heard from Scott previously and we know that normally they gun-ho all season, but it's interesting this sort of... Uh, uh, his hand's been forced, yeah. couldn't could win the games early on, so he's got to got to come up with something. But what I do like in this one is I like Geelong uh, against uh, head-to-head with Brisbane. So the last 10, Geelong have won eight out of the last 10, uh, only losing two, One last year in a... Uh, sorry, two years ago in an absolute thriller by one point. And a couple of years ago, Brisbane got a hold of them all-time at the venue, 11 and 10. They, they play the venue quite well. It will be hot. It probably will be uh, very sticky up there as well, but I don't mind the cats in this one. Blue bet, 265, two units for me, just for a a little bit of a free play there, Piers. Hopefully they can get a hold of them. Geelong have been a great first-half team. And as you said, Brisbane will be needing to get a win here. They would have had that one in the bank last week, but their inaccuracy around goal, I'm hoping that uh, we see that sort of Brisbane Lions rock up to the Gabba. Back. Back
1: on the Pussy Cats for hey, all
0: year round, and when I've backed them, what's happened all year? Yeah. I, I backed the Brisbane one. I backed someone else earlier in the year when they beat the, they beat the doggies. There's two big wins, in this one, this will be a third one. So, yep, you keep living in the past. There, keep continue to go. <laughs> that's that's exactly that's all we do is live in the past, Pez. We reference stats non-stop about the last week. If I, if I could reference the future, we'd have a much more successful podcast, Pez.
1: We reference 2022. We <laughs> reference uh, how many units are for. Yeah, yeah, we got.
0: All right, let's get on to Fremantle, Sydney. 2.20, outsiders, the Dockers, at home, which is very surprising. Dollar sixty favourites are the Swans. Minus 6.5 is the line. Over, under, 165.5. And, and, Pez, it doesn't matter what I said because you haven't listened. So tell me about Fremantle and Sydney.
1: Yeah, a couple of big ins for Fremantle except um, – <laughs> Uh, Darcy Darcy injured again, so uh, not too happy with that because uh, I think Fremantle could have uh, been in a really good spot here playing at home. I know they underperformed against Carlton a couple of weeks ago and, and Sydney got a good win against the Doggies, but uh, I think this was the, the game to turn it around. But I won't be touching it without Sean Darcy in the middle there. But Hayden Young comes in, Sarong comes in, Fred- Frederick comes in as well, who are very important. But Chad Warner and Jake Lloyd... Uh, to play as well now we know Sydney are used to playing on that small ground at the SCG and they keep it close and they've you know come close with a a lot of decent teams up there uh, this year but but they are playing at Optus Stadium which is a bigger ground and with that Hayden Young inclusion I I think he can move the ball and and, you know break break that line which they weren't able to do in the in the past couple of weeks so maybe a lean towards Fremantle at the price at at 220 but um, yeah I'll just I'll just sit sit on this one at the moment Really, you're in Fremantle? Well, no, I just said because more of a lean no, Darcy. Cause, no oh, cause, Darcy. Just because
0: of the, the, the actual price it, is where it, you're leaning? Or? Just,
1: just because of the price and a little bit of value there if you were to go with blue bet. But yeah, I'm not um, probably not going to bet it without Darcy.
0: Yeah I, lo- I love Sydney in this one Sydney I mean Obviously they have To win all s- the the Remaining six to Even make a, a Dint into it But they've had uh, Been playing a lot Better football The last month You know they had That, that, that expected win That they should Have had against um, Geelong They should have Absolutely thumped Ooh. Them and Geelong's Been in ripping form So you take that As a win You look at the Richmond game that They probably should Have had that one too But they sort of Had a bit of a Brain fart at the end And absolutely gave That away in that Last that quarter they were, they, were, they were good Last week uh, as well And you know of Course you go back Four weeks they had That big 180 point win So I really like the value in this one, $1.65 pairs. I'm pretty, pretty uh, keen on that uh, market there. Fremantle are more of a team if we look at back two years ago when we saw Essendon come from 11th and then make the 8th and then they fell away Fremantle are more that team last year they came from nowhere they came from 11th spot last year they made the 8th uh, and everyone expected them to just make that big jump not to be they're a young side they're actually sitting you know they got themselves in a nice little spot there towards a draft pick that could go towards their young core I actually don't think that they need to win any of these games I don't think they want to win these games I like the Inns from Sydney Chad Warner to come in Jake Lloyd they'll almost be at full strength and back to their Grand Final team and a uh, dollar sixty-five pairs. Give me three units on that one. A dollar sixty-five for the Swans. Three, three. Uh, blue bet, blue bet. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, as uh, punters would be aware, terms and conditions: you can win up to a hundred dollars uh, with that twelve-up special. So, is going big with three units there. And you you speak about Fremantle making the eight. They didn't just make the eight. No, no they, they were. finished fifth. They were a draw away from not even uh, fourth spot from second spot. They were two points behind. Uh, those three teams. So they were very, very close to to getting a couple of home
0: finals there, Fremantle, last year, and they've dropped way off the map. And if you look at them now, Pez, they're sitting fourth last, right? So if they, if they lose this game, Sydney's the team that's above them at the moment. That'll get them a, a top four pick in next year's draft with a young, young core. I, I love that uh, for, for Fremantle moving forward. They would have already kissed this season goodbye. They've started to change their offense around a little bit, but uh, I think Sydney, there's so much more for Sydney to play as opposed to Fremantle.
1: Yeah, and uh, so much more for Port Adelaide to play after last week's uh, little debacle. But they did they mean to do it? They rested rested a lot of players. They came down to Marvel and and they that, got that, that would you. They got done by fifty. They were you, and they got done by fifty points. So uh, did they do it because they were coming in to play Collingwood at home? I, I think it would be really silly to deliberately do it. So I, I guess players had niggles and things because you're going to lock in four points when you can. You're yeah, not gonna definitely. worry about a home and away game against against Collingwood.
0: You're not gonna do that. Yeah, definitely not, and uh, it is an interesting move to hypothesise that they possibly went in there and they rested players in that because you got a 13-game winning streak. Why wouldn't you want to keep that alive and go into, you know, a, a packed-out Adelaide Oval and, and try and take uh, that momentum in there with them? But this is going to be an absolute cracking game. First versus second, as we said, a dollar 92 outsiders, the Port Adelaide power. Very uh, unusual to see them at home at Adelaide Oval, a dollar 92 and be outsiders unless they're playing the Crows. A dollar 88 favourites are. The the Pies, minus five and a half is the line, over under 160 and a half pairs. I'm expecting this to be an absolute um, cracker of a game in terms of crowd. If You remember back to the Geelong versus Port Adelaide game, that third quarter, you couldn't hear a thing, and they absolutely used that to to springboard into a, a winning position. And if I'm Port Adelaide, I'm rock walking out there just wearing the prison bars and saying, you know what, find us all you want. We're going to absolutely dominate you in the prison bars and show you who's our bitch. Jesus... <laughs> I was not expecting anything
1: like that. Um, yeah, uh, there'll be a lot of prison bars there'll out there. There'll be a because, heap of prison um, bars. There's, there's going to be a few, not many teeth, but there's going to be a few uh, escapes from jail this week as well because <laughs> uh, the Collingwood supporters going to be out in full flight. They getting, wouldn't be able to get many tickets from that one. Getting across the border and getting in there. There's, uh, Saint, uh, they played against uh, St Kilda at Adelaide Oval in round five, and the Collingwood crowd that was there. It was like a like a home ground at the MCG, so they are absolutely everywhere, all over Australia. The Magpies fans, uh, the teams seem like they're putting the best available out there. Port Adelaide are bringing their best back in. check and Cameron are coming in, and uh, Johnson, Frampton, uh, Markov all omitted from from the team, which is very interesting. The only thing is is Collingwood away. What's going to happen if Port Adelaide win? They they go equal with Collingwood on top. Uh, probably still losing on percentage, but they've got a chance to get that top spot. But if Port Adelaide do win, it pretty much cements a, a top two finish source. So it is a huge game for them. I'm not backing against Collingwood, no way, with the way that they can be five goals down and then come back at, at any time. The run of Nick Dacos, I think he's gone down to, what, seventy to win the Brownlow, a 20-year-old player who's come in from half back and it's then he's incredible. gone into the middle. He's just uh, amazing to watch and his skill set is uh, next to no one. So... Uh, yeah, this is going to be a game of the round sort of stuff. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely insane and this is the game that you're watching. You're not going to be watching Fremantle versus Sydney.
0: I'll be watching. I've got three units on it. (laughs) I'll definitely be watching it. Two screens, two Two screens, screens. two screens. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised how much uh, the media jumped off Port Adelaide. Uh, You know, if if two weeks ago everyone was going crazy about how good Port Adelaide were, but that... Loss against Carlton was coming. I actually said it last week that this is a huge danger game for them. And if it wasn't Carlton, I would have, you know, been silly and and said that they were would going have win been by Collingwood this plus, week. But but do you know what I mean? Like I think it's one of those ones that were coming. They they were poor against uh, Essendon. They should have lost to Essendon. They've been looking for this game, and they'll be using this to really start their finals campaign. I like Port Adelaide in terms of what they can do to compete with Collingwood. We know Collingwood; the way that they win is they just absolutely control that corridor. Port Adelaide can do that as well. They like to hit you on the rebounds and that's how you're going to beat Collingwood is if you can hit that rebound and you can stop that midfield run, they've got quite a good sort of back line, not a traditional back line of Port Adelaide where they've sort of got those big key defenders. They've got Aliyah Lear who moves you know really well at the back. I think he'll be perfect for this Collingwood forward line. I like Port Adelaide, but as you said, it's it's top versus two teams. There's a, it's a coin flip. There's no advantage except for the home ground in this one. The lineups look pretty good. The form for both these teams are not too bad. Collingwood obviously having some ripping form. Port Adelaide 13 wins up until this one. I'm just going to steer clear and watch the Fremantle Sydney game, Piers. Jesus. <laughs> That's a that's a long time to talk about a game, and we've got no bets on. But that shows, oh, but, but that, that, that shows, shows how, how exciting it's going to be. Yep. And, and I, I'll tell a lie. Of course, I'm going to be watching <laughs> that game. But uh, it, it's it's going to be an absolute cracker. And it's good to see this. And you know, the big question everyone's going to be asking is: Are the coaches going to go full throttle, knowing that they'll probably be playing each other in a couple of weeks in a in a pre, in a uh, prelim final, not prelim final? What's the first one called? The elimination final? Well, if they're this is not good from you, source. Now, what's uh, the first? What's the first one they call? First first second, or first first fourth? Whatever. It's going to be first first fourth, so they're probably not going to play oh, each other yeah, the okay. first week. It's a qualifying final. Well, i will definitely meet in a prelim.
1: <laughs> they, what if they both win the first week? They can't meet in a prelim. Oh no, grand final then. <laughs> As a Geelong
0: supporter, you you need well, to know. I don't, that I, don't, I don't know what happens because we to always to just the lose f- the prelim. That's all, I'm, that's, all <laughs> <laughs> that's all. we do. You need to know the final. We just make. Source. We just make prelims Come on, mate. and lose. Go on, mate! <laughs> all right, GWS taking on Gold Coast, uh, the Expansion Cup. This one, a dollar fifty-seven outside. Of is the that what it's actually called, or you nah, made, that I just up. made that up? A yeah. dollar fifty-seven outside of the Giants. Gold Coast, sorry, a dollar fifty-seven favourites are the Giants. Two forty-one is the Gold Coast Suns minus nine and a half is the line over under one sixty-seven and a half. Pez, the Giants are back. They are sitting one game outside of the eight, which is incredible considering how they are. Uh, you know how they started the season with all their injuries. Yeah, and a lost and to, a West West to West Coast and Hawthor- Hawthorne as well. I think round round one or was that Adelaide.
1: Round Adelaide they beat Adelaide they, they beat. beat they beat Adelaide twice this year, um, which was uh, pretty
0: ridiculous. With the oh no, the they, started, they escaped. They escaped the Giants one uh, in uh, so Hawthorn in, in Tassie. Himmelberg, uh, oh, that's right. Yes, a big a big mark, and then uh, they went forward.
1: So the Giants are actually equal six with St Kilda Bulldogs Essendon. That's incredible, and themselves with 36 points, but their percentage is below 100 and and really poor. But if they win this game this week, you've got the Bulldogs or Essendon, one of them are going to lose, so they're going to go ahead of them, like Carlton are going to go ahead as well. So the Giants could actually, depending on results, finish this week in the eight if they can get across Stephen King's sons. So Stephen King made a few moves. They looked decent uh, with their ball movement. They were able to uh, go all over St. Kilda's midfield. St. Kilda didn't really have a forward line, but the way... Gold Coast uh, brought the ball out and, and dominated that game. Uh, they were quite impressive. So expansion cup, season on the line, stuff for both sides. It, it seems to happen a lot in round 19. Uh, let's get it done.
0: Let's get it done. I really like the Giants in this one. Uh, you spoke last week about the caretaker and the first first uh, game coach for a new team, and it goes 50%. Drops off significantly for that second week. It goes down to about 14% or something like that. Uh, oh, because they're usually a bottom tier team, Exactly, Exactly right. And it's normally strategically done. But the, the GWS are in good form. They, they return home or to, to Canberra or to wherever they play. Interesting stuff about them. They play the most games away rather than any other side, obviously selling their games to uh, a range of different places around. around the the country but uh, GWS ripping form love watching Toby Green play he's been he's been so good to watch last week and basically willed them home last week against um, against Adelaide in that last quarter he was great to watch
1: you know what he's done that a lot and oh. the umpires just don't recognize it when it is I'll be interested on Brownlow night because he's actually won a few games off his own back
0: uh, Do you think it's turning around a little bit? The, I, I feel like he's not being treated as unfairly by the umpires over well, the, probably I, the last two months. I think Cody Waitman's taken that job because all he does is dive for
1: free kicks. And Cody Waitman could be a really good player. We've spoken about that already. But you, you need to stop diving for free kicks. But Toby, he, you know, for years, just, he doesn't speak to the umpires. Just goes about his business. He, he has, gets a horrible call against him, turns around, jogs forward. Oh, like, great to watch. He, uh, he a
0: great, great role model for... For for young young AFL footballers, unless coming he's karate through. kicking someone in the head, <laughs> unless you're a Western Bulldogs fan, <laughs> anyway, which is ironic because Cody Waitman's now not the uh, the ideal candidate for a role he, model. He's got to be the villain. Cody speaking of villains let's get on to melbourne taking on adelaide adelaide are uh, dropping a game at home the the true jekyll and hyde comes undone last week 357 outsiders are the crow melbourne demons a dollar 30 after a very impressive win against the lions and comeback win at that minus 21 and a half is the line over under 67 and
1: a half the crows
0: yeah dropping
1: that one 17 points up half time. could have finished sixth at the end of the round and they've dropped down to
0: 12th. and possibly won miss finals lost. too because and they've gone win loss for the last probably seven or eight rounds and that's sucked outside losses. of adelaide yeah you can, you can't drop that one in adelaide that was a that, that was, was a, a gimme that was a gimme yeah, yeah
1: for for everything happening now they played well on the mcg against the pies and and they couldn't get the chocolates in the end melbourne I think Melman a little bit rejuvenated over the past couple of weeks with the help of Melksham, with the help of Petrarca going forward. Uh, He's got his kicking boots on now, kicking eight goals in the past two weeks. And uh, that Max Gorn singular Ruckman, I, I think the two... Two Ruckman obviously finished. We thought that five years ago, Sauce, but teams still, uh, you know, tried we to We said it, it couldn't work, work in
0: the All-Australian, and then we just, our point has been proven. They should never, ever pick two or two Australian Ruckman ever again. It doesn't work.
1: No, you you need
0: to have one, and,
1: and Grundy will go elsewhere, which Collingwood will
0: love, because they probably won't have to pay him anymore, would they, if they trade him? But It's so funny. He's probably going to go to his third club, still being paid by Collingwood, still being paid by Melbourne, because I no one is touching void. that contract. I
1: think that'd void, though. You reckon the third club... If, if no if melbourne <laughs> surely played, no one
0: structures a contract that way surely geez. collingwood
1: don't have to still pay him but anyway that's uh defeats the purpose of this whole thing melbourne mcg should get the win but they should have got the win at to stadium against uh, gws and and didn't do it so stranger things can happen no value in it at a dollar 30 i'd be looking at uh some goal kickers so melksham
0: a couple of goals <laughs> things like that uh that's that's where i'd be going i will be looking for for goal kickers as well. Pairs looking at specifically at small forwards, uh, for the Adelaide Crows, and then being outsiders uh, is good value for the for those goal kickers. Looking at Rankine, you're looking at uh, probably Mac Adams. You can get two dollars twelve for two or more goals, and three dollars twenty five for Mac Adams there as well. Uh, over the last month or so, you look at Melbourne, and they've got a great defensive structure, but they don't have anyone to run around those crumbs. You know, the last month you look at uh, Cameron kicked last week, Bailey kicked two. Cam- Cameron kicked two, McCarthy kicked two. You look the week before, you had Gresham kicked two. Week before that, Toby Green kicked three, Rowan kicked two. Small forwards against the D's. load up on that one, but not very confident in actually uh, not pulling very confident trigger. up against uh, pulling the trigger at Adelaide away. But that's where the value is at. Two goals uh, for some of their smaller forwards. Yeah, just on the MCG there. We end uh, the round. We can end it there if we want because this next game uh, doesn't really mean anything really. Means a lot to me. This is where my biggest bets come in. This one, Pez, a dollar thirteen favorites are the Saints. Six dollars five outsiders. North Melbourne minus thirty four and a half is the line over under one sixty and a half. Pez, y- you said there's no interest in this one. There is heaps of interest oh, it's in this one. That's a bit of a grudge, but it, but it's a but it's a good uh, it's a good uh, spot for you. You'll be able to get a win back on the winner in the winners table, and you'll be not able not necessarily. Have you seen the ins? Tom Campbell's coming into the
1: side. Uh, I didn't know he would ever play AFL again, and <laughs> and maybe he he might. Uh, be out of the side by come Sunday or Saturday night, whenever it is. Uh, Zohar's injured, which helps the Saints. Toddy Goldstein will probably come back in, which is uh, good for him because he's been dropped a few times uh, this year. But if St Kilda can't get over the line here, obviously they don't deserve to play finals. And even if they do win, they might still not play finals. So a uh not good against the Roos here because the Roos have been playing some decent footy at Marvel. The
0: past month they've been really horrible. Let's see how this one plays out on a Sunday twilight. Sunday, Twilight, and Pez. I hope it plays out very similar to the way it did last time. Low scoring. Uh, I love oh, the yeah, value in shit. this one. Last time these two teams played, they scored a measly 94 points, Pez. And if you had backed that, minus, uh, minus hundred or under 101 points, you could have got 101 odds. So if you want anything cheeky in this one, go the under 101 at 101 odds, or even a little bit more cheeky not more cheeky but a little bit more realistic the under 110 for $34 odds which is uh, not too bad considering if you look at ha- uh, sorry St Kilda's last month since that loss to Hawthorne, where they should have you know really set up their finals they've gone back to a defensive brand of footy 140 160 146 162 131 128 that's their last six pairs, all under that 100 and, or that under 160 and a half. the line in this one 168. So two units for me on the uh, St Kilda, or well, the game total points, under. Two of your best forwards are out. North Melbourne are a team that struggles to score. You just said that the ins and the outs in this one are not favourable. I think the uh, Saints lock this one up. And I'm going to possibly dabble pairs with another unit at the 150 and a half at 255 So one unit on that one, 255, no, 255 And if I have any bonuses for this, I might even go a little bit lower at the $145, 3 dollars 5 so so going all under, my metrics have it sitting at 149, Pez. Last three weeks, my metrics have been bang on with these low-scoring games. So, Oh, I'm tempted to go the other way,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Higgins is coming in. What's he paying for three goals? Maybe a bonus bet. Yeah, uh, but th- we'll
0: if he kicks three goals, that's fine. Where are you going to get the rest of the goals from, That'll <laughs> go towards him You need another 15 goals for that one to, to happen, Pez, so that's not happening.
1: Yeah, no Zohar, but um, what do you got? Larky down there, he'll kick five. Uh, Higgins okay. will kick three. So now you're up, to eight. Now you're up to eight goals. Charman will kick three. There's eleven. Rowan will kick another two from the. <laughs> you're just of getting the ridiculous. We'll if you steal. think that's going to happen, you'd be better put in
0: single units Billi- on all of the Billings those. will kick five, and <laughs> then we're there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pez, that's a terrible uh, over, form by Over 200, a bit cheeky there. That'd be good. Uh, that, they wouldn't even put a marker there. <laughs> I don't know. You think 101 for under 100, considering it happened last time, I think that's bad odds. You'd be looking at 300, 400 mark, that one. Oh, 501.
1: That that, uh, that concludes <laughs> the, the bet slip for round 19 there, Sauce. And uh, you got nothing else, no little multis together. We've both put a couple of things that might be a little bit cheeky cheekier, which is... Uh, which is really good. I don't have a multi. You, th- you thought I did? No. No, no
0: The way you were sort of leading into that one, that's what you normally do is you normally throw me under and say anything and I make something silly and you're like, nah, we've got, we've got this great little multi going. 19 legs. Well, nine legs, $19 uh, tomorrow night. Don't don't follow along if you want to keep your money. In yeah, don't follow along with on that one, but do jump on to Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and follow along with us. There, jump on to all good podcast providers. Leave us five stars and a review. Helps other punters find us. And Pez, make sure you jump on to our Twitter page at Behind the Bound to be able to see our uh, spreadsheet, see our profit, and as you said, plus seventy point five units, loving life uh, at round uh, eighteen. Whew. Oh, we'll take
1: it. Um, if we if we get in the negative this year, we're, we've done something seriously wrong. Uh, if we're going to lose seventy units, it's possible. But <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's very possible
0: because you could dump it on something. But uh, it would be very concerning if we lost seventy units in six rounds. If we do that, um podcast actually dead. it's not it's not it's not that far off really because if you've put 4 weeks of finals that's 10 weeks and seven seven units per, per round between the both of us it's very very doable but hopefully we'll do it do- but then
1: you're going to go on a streak where you're not going to win any bet which is possible as well it happens uh but not going to happen here at Jeez, if, we,
0: if we if we lose all our best pairs i'm going to stop betting next week because that, that is the biggest jinx we've just put on ourselves
1: what are, what are we doing no we've got to challenge ourselves for the end of the year make so it a little what, bit exciting To not lose We'll, we've got to aim. We'll aim up.
0: What aim were you, you get, aiming for before? <laughs> aim to get above a hundred. We'll we'll go for there. All right. Let's let's get over hundred. Let's start things off uh, this round by getting over hundred pez. I'm pez. Peace out. I'm still sauce. We'll catch up next time. No, no, no.